You're listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. The goal of this podcast is to help business owners be successful and gain the advantage. Nancy has helped some of today's top Fortune 500 companies across a wide spectrum of industries work through their toughest challenges. She can help you too. So if you can't find the solutions you need, there are no more books to read or workshops to attend. The Nancy Gaines Show can be the difference between your success and failure. And now your host, Nancy Gaines. Hi, this is Nancy Gaines, and welcome to the Nancy Gaines Show, where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business and be even more productive. The focus of today's podcast is all about effective ways to optimize your business and profits. And I'm super excited to have a rock star guest with me, Jennifer Dawn. Let me tell you all about her. She is the owner of Jennifer Dawn Coaching. She's been an entrepreneur most of her life. And at 23, she founded a software company and grew it from nothing to seven figures and then went on to become the software division president for a $54 million manufacturing firm. She is a mastery level profit first certified coach and a Preventus Growth Academy coach. She has built two multi-million dollar businesses as a published author and an accomplished speaker. Welcome, Jennifer. Thanks for sharing part of your day. What else do you want to add to that introduction? Oh my goodness, that was a fabulous introduction. I hear it and I go, wow, she sounds really great. I wonder what she has to say. <laughs> but thank you so That's much awesome. for having me here, Nancy. <laughs> yeah, we're super excited. Wow, you've done a lot of stuff. So that is an amazing intro. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. You and I both love productivity. When did you first realize that you had the gift of productivity? Because what comes really natural to us doesn't come that easy for other people. When did you realize that you had this gift? Well, you know, it's very interesting because I realized that I had the gift of making a list and then getting things crossed off of it many, many years ago. I wouldn't say that I was that productive, though. I mean, I got stuff done, but I think it took me a lot longer and took a lot more effort than it does now. Um, I would say that really stepping into true like productivity and efficiency is something that I've probably discovered within the last three to four years. And really the catalyst for that was I, I started a second business, which was a daily planner that I created. <laughs> and so when you, when you actually start to take productivity and put it in paper and design a tool for people to use, I think it really ups your game. Oh, absolutely. That's cool. So is it like a Franklin planner or is it an app or a day timer? Yeah, it, it's it's a paper planner, absolutely. And the way that it came about, and so it's, it's kind of a funny story. I, I was asked to lead and mentor a national network of women entrepreneurs. And the company that asked me to lead them, um, they actually had a, a daily planner that they used. And because I was, I was eventually made the president of the company, and because I was the president, they were like, you know, you need to use this planner. And I hated it. It was so terrible. There were some things in it that were good, but you know, like a paper planner is kind of a personal thing. And so I'm asked to use this planner and I had to smile and be like, yeah, la, 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 you know, this is so great. And it was, I, I really didn't like the planner. I, I loved the women and the work that I was doing, but I didn't like the planner. And so when I stepped out on my own, I actually ended up creating one for myself because here I was growing my business. I have three children, um, a husband, I had all these things going on and I just needed a tool that would do everything I needed it to do. And I just couldn't find anything that included all of it. I, I wanted, you know, the work stuff, the 
personal stuff, some woo-woo stuff. I wanted it all in there. And um, so, so that's really how it started is I created it for myself and it, it worked so well. Then I started using it with my coaching clients and they started getting great results. And then so from there, I really kind of took it out and, and made it its own company. And then when you sort of put it out to the world and you start getting feedback from all these different people, um, like I said, it really kind of starts to take productivity to a whole new level when you're not just looking at your, your own work, but you're now you're actually helping other people be more productive in their work. That's so cool. So is it still available? Oh, yes, of course. Of course. It's called Best Planner Ever. I, I, I created it and I was using it and I said to my husband, oh my gosh, this is the best planner ever. And he's like, it is. And I'm like, yes, it is. And I said, I'm going to call it that. And he's like, you are? And I'm like, yes, I am. And, and I did. And then I checked and the domain was free. And I was like, how does and nobody have bestplannerever.com? And I grabbed it and the rest is history. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> that is awesome. So, so is that like residual income or it, in addition to your coaching or is it a standalone thing? Yeah, you know what? It is. It's I, I I look at it as my love project. And you know, as a coach, and, and before earlier in my career, I've had two software companies. And software is not something tangible. You can't like hold it in your hands. And and with coaching, it's a service that we're providing. And this is one of the things that I just love about my my planner company is it's just this like love project and it's something tangible and I can hold it in my hands. And I just I love the feeling of having created something that's that you can actually like touch and feel and write in every day um, when the rest of my day is really spent in service where, you know, of course it's a great feeling that you get from the service, but it's not something you can like touch and feel. That's so cool. Yeah. I had a hard time moving from a product company to a services company. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time to really get the momentum because I, I rental property. So people come in, you're like, this is the apartment. Do you want it or not? And I have a tax business. So it's like, here's your return, right? I can physically hand it. Yes. Getting some momentum with coaching took me a, you know, a while. And I came out of the big five corporate consulting world. Uh, did you have that same transition? You know, um, yes and no. I think that I was in the on the the opposite. I was in the service world for so long because you know software really it's a service. It's not tangible, and I was in that for just so long that for me coaching really just kind of came natural. Just just helping and being in that service to others was was super easy. It was the product that was like oh my gosh, it's a tangible thing. I have to ship it. You know, I have to deal with the post office. I have these, these kinds of things that in a service you don't have to worry about so much. And so I think that switching to the product was a little bit more of a challenge and, you know, just keeping stock on the shelves and having an inventory software that actually does what it's supposed to do. Like those kinds of things I think are very different than, than in the service world. It's like, I can just show up and that's all I have to do. But in that product world, you have a lot of other variables that you're dealing with. Huh, that's an interesting perspective. I never saw it from that point of view, but I, I can see it. That's really cool. So let's talk about some productivity stuff. One of the things that you say is time management kills productivity. What does that mean? Oh my goodness. You know, it's funny because, and I'll just use for an example, time blocking. And for some people, you're, you, you love time blocking. If you're listening, don't hate me. You know, if time blocking works for you, then that's absolutely fantastic. But sometimes, um, 
when I'm working with clients or even in my own um, day, I've seen that like if I try and time block everything, I end up being so much less productive. Now, of course, I time block important things like client calls and podcast interviews, you know, things like that that are at a specific time you need to be there. But when it comes to doing some of the more creative work, I've found that I just, I can't time block those things. I've got to let them flow in my schedule. And so this is one of the things that when I teach time management, I'm like, look, find a system that works for you. And I actually use different pieces of different systems to, you know, kind of put them together and find a process that that works for me. And so this is one of the things that even when I was creating my own planner, um, I tried not to be too rigid. I think that sometimes time management systems, they get so rigid that they end up being counterproductive because we're trying to follow these, these rules that just don't really fit our working style. And so they end up kind of having the opposite effect. So that's what I mean by, you know, sometimes these time management quote principles can actually really kill your productivity. And what I like to use is something a little bit different, whereas I like to use my ABCs. <laughs> I like to keep things very, very simple. And so one of the most effective things that I've found to be productive every day and move my business forward is my, my ABCs. And so an A task is going to be something that really moves the needle on my goals it's stepping me out of my comfort zone. It might be something that I might have procrastinated, but generally it's going to be something that will really open doors. Um, and it, but really steps out of that comfort zone. B's are going to be things like, like this, you know, show up for the interview, have the vendor meeting, do the client call. Those kinds of things are going to be B's. And then C's are going to be things that I'm doing as time permits. This is one of the things that like earlier in my business years, like I love making lists so much. I'm one of those people that will like, if I get something done that wasn't written down, I'll write it on the list just so I can cross it off. I'm like one of those. And those listening, you know, you know who we are. <laughs> we know who we are. Um, but what would happen is it's like, well, why am I not making progress on my goals, you know, as fast as I want to make Why am I not seeing that momentum? Well, when you go and you look at that giant to-do list, I found that I was crossing off a lot of C's because it was just fun and they were easy and I could get them crossed off fast and I could have more things crossed off my list. But when you're spending so much of your time knocking those C things off the list, you're not getting those big A's done. And those are the ones that are really going to move the needle. And so as far as like productivity goes, this is probably my number one thing. Every single day, I make sure I have at least one A task on my list. And it's got to be, you know, out of my comfort zone, something that's going to open a door, push the needle that, that is really over and above just something important that I would do anyway. That's a great system. And I like simplicity too. So people can do that, right? It's not over scheduling. It's just saying, what is the one thing I need to do and make sure it moves you forward. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it usually is, like I said, it's got, it needs to be out of the comfort zone. Some people figure this out really easily and some people kind of struggle with figuring out what that A task should be. Um, and so like an example would be, I had I, um, sponsored an event and there was a person there at the event. And so my A task the next day was to reach out to that person. Whereas normally after an event, I'm not one to like be aggressive or chase somebody down. That's just not who I am. And so for me, that was a little bit out of my comfort zone, you know, to reach out to that person. But I did. And I reached out to that person. We got to talking. 
And that opened the door for us to co-host a workshop together that, and now we're working on co-hosting the workshop. And now she's brought a bunch of, you know, people in that are going to actually come to the workshop. So it's like, it's opportunity, opportunity, opportunity are all coming, but the initial door got opened because I stepped out of my comfort zone and made a 10 minute, you know, phone call that was my A task for the day. So that's kind of what it's about. That's cool. So that's a practical thing people can do, the ABC system. How about mindset? Do you say mindset is a huge issue for entrepreneurs because the wrong mindset could cause people to lose money? I love that. Do you have any tips to solve the mindset? Yeah, without question, mindset is so huge. I have a client that I started working with about six months ago and she's a doctor and she's a pediatrician and a brilliant pediatrician. And when she came to me, her income, I'm not going to say her name, but her income was a hundred dollars a week. Now think about that. That's like $5,200 a year is what she was paying herself. And as we started to kind of dive into this, we realized that it was all her mindset around money. She got into healthcare because she loves helping people and she had a real problem with charging for her services. And that's all mindset. And as soon as we started doing some of the mindset work, her whole practice shifted. And with within a very short period of time, we found, we found, we found a hundred grand in her business just really, really quickly. We're going and getting that out of her business right now, but her income has gone from $5,200 a year. She's up to 40,000 now, which even for a doctor, granted, I know 40 grand is much, but when you go from 5,000 to 40 within, you know, four months, that's a pretty big shift and it's all coming from mindset. And so, yeah, I absolutely think that your mindset around money and in all areas of your business that, you know, include money, it, it absolutely makes a huge difference. If, if you're afraid to charge, if you're afraid to raise your prices, if you're afraid to, you know, go out and, and collect money that's owed to you, all of these things can start to compound. And then you're going to really start to see, you're going to start to see that problem on your bottom line. Yeah, absolutely. So you also talk about fixing cash flow. I'm sure part of that's mindset because you're bringing in more cash at the, at the you know, top line level. Any other tips on improving the cash flow? Oh, yes. I do a lot of work around cash flow. And here's a tip on cash flow, right? And it's going to be like so obvious to everybody, but here's the thing. Nobody does it. But the tip is go through all of your overhead expenses. Look at everything line by line. This is something I do with all of my clients and we do it quarterly. And we do an expense scrub every quarter. We just go through all the expenses line by line and we ask the question, can it be eliminated? Can it be reduced? Or do I need to keep it? And it's a simple exercise. It makes perfect logical sense. Everybody goes, oh, okay. And they mean to do it, but they don't actually do it. So the tip is to actually do the work. And when I've had clients who do this, I've seen people, I've seen people put $100,000 back on their bottom line the first time that we've done this. I've seen people easily, even clients who have said, oh, no, no, I run lean and mean. There's absolutely no room. Um, I've seen them go in and actually save two to $3,000 a month just from doing this exercise. But the, the trick is to actually do it. That's so true. I recently did a scrub, as you call it. I, I like that name, by the way. 
<laughs> and realized I wasn't using my Canva, C-A-N-V-A. Yep. Are you familiar with that tool? Oh, yes. It yes. makes images and stuff. Yep. Because that, now I outsource that stuff to my team in the Philippines. And I'm like, why am I paying for this? This is silly. So I know that's only $12. But can you imagine doing like 10 of those $12 things? And all of a sudden that you've just increased $1,000 for the year. It's that's simple. right. You're right. It adds up. It really, really does. It adds up so quickly because as our businesses grow, we there's more money coming in and we start to get busier and busier. And we start to get into this mentality of if there's a problem, I just throw money or people at it. And if you don't do that expense scrub, things can just start compounding. And it's really crazy how much money gets left on the table that doesn't need to be if you just do an expense scrub. Absolutely. So you're recommending quarterly? I do. So with, with my clients, we do it first. So the first time, because often they've, they've not done it or ever done it. So we always do it the first time. And then every quarter we go back and we just kind of do a checkup. Because once you've done that first thorough scrub, um, you know, the first time can be a little bit like, oh my gosh, look at all these changes. And sometimes it can take, you know, several weeks to actually get all the way through it. And then quarterly, I use a cash management system where you do a profit distribution. And so quarterly, we do the profit distribution and an expense scrub. And so it's just a, a nice little habit to get into that every quarter you're going to get your profit distribution and you're going to scrub your expenses. Well, that makes sense. Especially if you scrub your expenses first and your profit goes higher, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's an incentive. That's really cool. So yeah. you've got some really cool programs coming out of the first of the year to help people get off on the right foot for 2019. Do you want to share about that? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that I'm starting to do are in-person workshops. This is not work I've um, I've not done in a, a public format. Of course, I've done it with my private coaching clients, but now what I'm starting to do is step out and, and do workshops where people can come in and we work on the vision of their business. We then take that vision and, and map it out into specific and measurable goals. Then we take those goals and we actually build the strategy behind it of, you know, how they're going to go out and achieve it. And you know this, Nancy, like the strategy work is so important and most people skip it. They figure out the goal and then they just get busy and then they're like, hey, why haven't I achieved this? And it's because they, they missed that strategy piece. And so we actually do that strategy work and then we create a daily plan so that they actually walk out of there with like, okay, here's exactly what I need to do. It's all prioritized. It's all listed out. Here's my daily tool to keep me on track. And they, they can actually walk out with just a tangible plan for succeeding with their goals. So this is this is one of the things I'm starting in January, which I'm pretty excited about. That is cool. I've done some in-person workshops, and what I've found is kind of a nice, fun mix between the strategy and the tactical is actually getting a desktop calendar and a bunch of colored sticky notes. One of my friends, Laura, taught me this trick. And you put sticky notes for certain things. For example, my goal is to speak four times a month. So I, because I've you know, gain clients from speaking. So I have a certain color and I'll see how many speaking thoughts I have. And as I go through the year, if I'm short, I know I need to pick up that phone and do an A task to get booked to speak someplace. And then a different color might be networking. A different color might be when I do in-person workshops. So if that sounds fun, feel free to, to use that idea because people love having sparkly pens and fun colors to put on certain dates. Yes, I love that idea. And, and it's so interesting that you mentioned sticky notes. I have a love affair with sticky notes. And I even in my planner, I, I have room in the planner just for sticky notes because I use them so much that I actually like set aside space and I love your idea of the color coding to like color code some of your A tasks I think could just be 
super brilliant. People would love that. So yes, I'm taking that one, Nancy. <laughs> go, go have fun with that one. That's, Yay. Then somebody brought uh, like stickers and sparkly stuff. And I'm like, okay, now this is getting a little messy. <laughs> so right, right. We cut back, but it was super fun. So are you ready for the signature question everybody gets? Oh, I'm ready. All right. All right. Jennifer, if you had one more hour in your day, 25 hours every day, how would you spend your extra hour? Oh my gosh. I probably have the most boring answer, but I would probably do more like reading in bed, just that kind of like laying around and being lazy that I don't do that often. I would probably be a little bit more lazy and I would like read in bed. That's awesome. Why do you pick bed versus the porch or like I like to sit in front of the fire and read? Probably because I don't, I don't think I spend enough time in bed. <laughs> I think that's why. It's the one, you know, area area of my house that I probably spend the least amount of time in. I'm a great sleeper. And so like when I hit the wall, I'm asleep. And so when I, my head hits that pillow, I'm asleep. And then I'm just awake early and I lay there and I kind of start getting a little bit antsy. And so, cause I know I have a lot to do. And so I, I hop up and I get going. And so I think that's probably where I spend the least amount of time. So I'd probably read in bed. That's awesome. Really cool. <laughs> so we talked about quite a few topics. If people would like to connect with you or even come out your way and attend one of these workshops, how can they find you? What's your website? Absolutely. So they can find me at jenniferdawncoaching.com and it's spelled the normal Jennifer way, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R, Dawn, D-A-W-N, coaching.com. And um, they can also find me at bestplannerever.com. Um, both of those have contact forms. I've got lots of free goodies on both sites. So um, whichever fancy fancies you the most, you can reach me at actually both places. Perfect. And is there anything we didn't cover that I didn't think to ask you that you'd like to share on this podcast? Gosh, you know what? I don't think so. This was super great. Um, I love that you let me share the information about the A tasks. I think that that's probably my biggest thing. If that's the one thing that I could leave listeners with, it's that A task of just making sure one thing a day that you're doing, and, and it, it can be a 10 minute thing. It doesn't have to be a three hour thing, but just do one thing every day that really steps you out of the comfort zone and it will just open so many doors for you. That's so cool. I love that. And I, I made a note, so that goes in the show notes as well. Jennifer, thanks so much for sharing part of your day, giving us lots of valuable tips and information. Listeners, I just rolled out a new program for business owners looking to systemize their companies in 90 days or less. If you're feeling overwhelmed and overworked in your business, this is definitely a program you should consider. You can find more details at my website, nancygaines.com, or send me an email, nancy at nancygaines.com. We'll have a conversation. And if you love this episode, please subscribe rate and review on iTunes so other people can find us. And until next time, go out and gain the advantage. You've been listening to the Nancy Gaines Show, where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website, nancygaines.com. That's nancy, G-A-I-N-E-S.com. On Twitter, Nancy L. Gaines. And on LinkedIn, Nancy Gaines. Be sure to check back on Nancy's website for new episodes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.